time now for Over the Garden Fence. Brought to you by Woodell's Nursery Floor and Garden Center at the corner of Millam and 12th Street. And here's your host for Over the Garden Fence, the one and only Mr. Andy Woodell. Good morning, sir. Hey, Jim. How are you? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Not too bad. Did you uh, you say bears and lions and oh my? Lions and tigers and bears, <laughs> oh my. We'll uh, have all of them this weekend. Should we say a quick prayer for the lions real quick? Yeah, I'm not sure prayers will help. Um, you know what? There's some rookies that are really trying. I know everybody's going <clears> to <throat> beg differ, but um, maybe another building season. Well, here's the thing, and this is something I was talking with somebody about. Do you realize that the Detroit Lions are the only team in NFL history to lose not once, but twice on an NFL record field goal, and both times the score was 1917? If you remember oh, wow. Tom Dempsey kicked mm-hmm. one, the 63-yarder against him, uh, 1970, I believe, 19-17. Uh, and then, of course, Baltimore did it. And, it, and it, you know, it would have been better if it had just gone through, but it had to hit the crossbar. And then, of course, the determination <laughs> the came up that Baltimore should have been five yards back. And if, it, if they had, then maybe he would have come, he'd fallen short and all that. Yeah, 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 whatever. So uh, I have a feeling that, the the lions are not going to be very happy, and they may take it out on them. This Ooh, would be a good year. There to, you go. This is a good season to take it out on the bears because the bears aren't good either. <laughs> well, um, I uh, so we got to hope. We all root for our tigers and, and lions for sure. So I just uh, thank you for everybody listening in this yeah. morning. I just gave my two cents. On yeah, the there lions you go. For That's sure. all right. So I'm a lions fan, um, but. Uh, I know that I'm also a gardening fan, too. Yes, you so. are. And, Jim, I want to say this morning, too, I'm a Michigan, state of Michigan fan. Yes. So I'm going to be asking a couple questions in a few minutes. So, okay. So um, we start out with some timely tips. And please give us a call if you got questions or comments at 382-4280 or if you're a little radio shy. Well, and you can call 877-382-4280 if you're outside the area. And... As uh, Andy said, if you're a little radio shy but you want to get your question in, text us at 80373. That's right. And so, good morning, everybody. You know what? I love Michigan. I'm glad I was actually born in Kalamazoo County and grew up here. What What we Michiganders take for granted every day is missing in many parts of the country. Beautiful trees that surround and shade our state. You can't drive far before you get to fresh water. Jim said probably 70 miles would be the very max, probably either side of the state to get to fresh water. But right here in Kalamazoo County, chances are you can be within the mile. Our waterfalls, our ponds, our streams, our lake, and yes, Lake Michigan. Maybe the fall harvest is everywhere from our orchards to our produce stands to the fun of going to farmer's markets. Though we like to visit other areas, it sure feels great when you see the sign that you're entering Michigan coming home. We were, Jim, I'll call it, in the concrete jungle of Chicago this week. And yes, it is very nice. A very, very nice city. Uh, Very cool skyline. Totally. Uh, But our taxi driver was informing us that uh, last night there had been 89 shootings just in the month of September. Wow. 
So, yes, we have plenty of issues in southwest Michigan, but I love to call it home. I don't think the Chicago Tourist Council once is going to ask him for help anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, um, and I, I feel bad for the folks that are just uh, innocent bystanders that are um, – some of this is happening. Uh, it's just a shame how uh, maybe with everybody cooped up in um, summertime, hopefully it subsides here very shortly. I'm very sorry how it has all been playing out in some of the big cities. But I wanted to ask, I want to call Michigan home, and I'd love to give out a gift card if you could tell me why you call Michigan home. What's your favorite? From our sand dunes to maybe like the Michigan mountains of the UP? Tell me your thoughts. Maybe it's just cider and donuts. There we go. <laughs> For us gardeners, though, there is tons to do on our honeydew list. That could be honeydew melon too right now or cantaloupe. So just kidding, Jim. But, um, but before the snow flies, let's look at some of our fall to duties to do. And I said last week that I snoozed, I lost. I did not get a chance to get our fall bulbs in our ground at our house. So definitely fall is for planting with over 200 varieties of spring flowering bulbs from the Netherlands. They have actually arrived at Waddell's. Planting bulbs is now easy and to do with so much enjoyment. They pop up in the springtime. Not only the bulbs are a great way to add color and beauty to the spring. They're also fun, a memorial project, and something actually to do with the kids. Get them outside. Some of our popular bulbs we want to talk about is pride tulips. They come in four colors and they produce giant blooms. You've probably noticed them in our beds at Waddell's out in the parking lot. Pride tulips put on a spectacular show every year. At Waddell's, we have bulbs in varieties in bulk, so you can choose how many you need for your certain area. Pride colors come Michigan is our pink, Pride of Texas Township is yellow, Pride of Kalamazoo is red, and Pride of Portage is white. So maybe you could do a little variety of all and be very pleased when they come up in the springtime. Oh, you know what? We even have a, a caller telling us uh, <coughs> why they like Michigan. Yeah. Well, you want to take the call? Sure. Okay. Well, let's go to the phones and talk to Ann, who's down in Baroque this morning. Oh, I Good love morning. Baroque. Hi, Ann. This is Ann, yes. Good morning. Um, one of my favorite spots in Michigan is Pierce Stocking Drive in uh, Leelanau Peninsula. Yes. Because it combines both the uh, the woodland as well as the um, the lakeshore. Oh, yes, Ann. Um, isn't it nice to travel? Doesn't your heart start beating when you start traveling north? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, Ann, I have to ask you the, the, the obvious question here. In your mind... Where does northern Michigan start? <laughs> uh, well, I guess I would say uh, from Grand Rapids north. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. there. Are, this starts an argument with people sometimes because I've, I've heard somebody say that the north starts at Nuevo. The north starts <laughs> at White Cloud. Or I've mm -hmm. had people say as far as north is uh, uh, Cadillac. Mm -hmm. That's when the north 
the up north starts. But I guess it's a it's all it's it's all subjective. But well, I have family and friends who live in Indiana, and north to them is the Michigan Indiana border. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that Pierce Stocking Drive. I was lucky enough to work in a previous radio career for about a, a year and a half in Benzie County. Oh yeah. And so we could get oh. up to Leelanau, you know, constantly, and uh, it was I loved it up there. Oh, it's just Beautiful. amazing. That is well, that is a great one. Michigan, there you know you have reasons for why all parts of Michigan um, are beautiful. So, so okay, and hang on, and we're going to put you on hold and get some information for you. And um, we have a, a Waddell's gift card for you, and uh, you can pick it up at the store. You bet. But hang on, because we just want to get a little information. And, and I, I do have a question. Oh, good. Please. Uh, last year, uh, I had uh, I have a young. Crimson King maple in our yard that's probably been there for about three years. Mm -hmm. And a deer came along and just riddled it uh, with its rack. And I uh, did as you told me to do, uh, treated it, Mm -hmm. and then wrapped it. And then in the spring, I took the wrap off. Now, throughout the summer, it looks like the bark has healed from beneath. Nice. But as it has healed... The uh, bark, the original bark, is kind of pulled away. Yes. Now, I don't want a deer to do that again because I was just about to wrap it last year, and the deer beat me by about a day. Ugh. When should I wrap that again, and how should I treat that trunk? Okay, so first of all, any of that old skin or the bark, let's kind of just softly um, or carefully Peel that away because that old tissue, let's get that off so that new bark can uh, grow and flush and uh, heal up that wound for sure. Um, sometimes the old bark, just like a nurse, she'd never um, put a Band-Aid over a wound that's got the dirt in it. So let's get that old bark out to make sure that it does the healing process right. Number two, and it would not hurt to do it today because what they're doing is they're going to start foraging. They're already looking for spots to find food. And if they like the, and actually maple is very sweet wood, they'll, they would love to come back again and they're habitual. So they'll probably come back in your yard again. So either tree wrap from the um, branches down to the base of the ground or tree wrap, and even this year, maybe put a little cone of fencing around it just to make sure, and that they're sure. not going to get that uh, those horns in on that trunk, uh, just to okay. make sure. It would not okay. hurt, and just to give, and we're going to talk about trees if we have the time today, but maybe even do a little fall feeding on it. That way you can even encourage more of that skin to pull and uh, uh, finish out healing up that wound next year. Okay, so start removing that looser bark and then get it wrapped fairly soon. I would. I would okay. go around the drip line, poke holes in the ground and put a spoma tree tone in it. And that would sure help okay. that crimson king. There you go. Okay. Thank you. So All right. Much. And hang on. I'm going to put you on hold, send you back through to Jerry to get some information. And you have a Waddell's uh, gift card for chiming in for our Michigan oh, thing here. So yeah. hang on. Thank All right. You. Judy is on hold. Oh, hang on. I thought I put her there. We go. We got Ann on hold. Judy's on hold. We got to take a quick break. So Judy, hang in there. You are next. WKZO News Time is 9.20, right on the nose. As we come back to Over the Garden Fence, and as we promised, Judy has been holding patiently. It's her turn. Good morning, Judy. Welcome to Over the Garden Fence. Hi, Judy. Well, how are you? Good morning. Good. How are you guys doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. Judy, how can I um, find out why you love Michigan? 
Okay, I love Michigan because I can put a sticker on my car window, and no matter where I go, everybody knows what state I'm in. <laughs> there you go. That is for sure. Yeah, some of the Midwest states, they would just look like a square, and you're like, is that Missouri? Is that Dakotas? Which one is that? You know, where Michigan, yeah. it stands out, doesn't it? It sure does. You bet. And then I have a question for you, and I've been waiting all week long to hear how you did with the bees. Oh, okay. So, Judy, the bee spray just wasn't working. And those yep. bald-faced hornets were just kind of laughing at me. I was, Judy, I was spraying and running. <laughs> and that's, oh, yeah. you know, and and I felt that the one night they were chasing me because by the time I got to the door, they stung me a couple times. So I knew they were again. 38 plus. 38 plus is not item you mix with water, and it's uh-huh. for ground bees, for um, ticks along a woods line. But I went ahead and got a high-pressure pump sprayer that we sell, a little one-gallon, pumped it right up, and then went in there in the evening. They were all crowded around the paper of that bald-faced hornet nest. And, you know, my heart's pound, you know, pounding, but that 38 plus just automatically just started dropping those bald face hornets to the ground. Really? Well, see, we live in an old farmhouse, and we're having trouble with them getting into the wood. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So is, do you have a nozzle small enough that we can squirt that in the holes of the house? We do, and it'll oh, it'll okay. dial right down, so it'll be a pinpoint when you put... Um, cause see those bald faced hornets, they were coming up the side of the barn. So the, the nest wasn't sitting in a tree. It was right underneath a ledge of a window. So it was really hard to get to. And there was three entryways where I was just watching them one night go in and out and in and out. I'm like, how am I going to do this? But, um, I got on the other side of the fence, got a ladder, and that 38-plus took care of them immediately. I was so surprised. I kind of snuck up there the next day, Judy, and they were gone. Oh, we've got three cans of, of every kind of imaginable hornet and wasp spray sitting outside, and they just keep coming back and yeah. coming back. But the 38D does it, huh? 38 plus. And 38 it's, plus. it's Yep, it's okay. made by Fertilone. We sell it, but it's okay. got it's got residual. Okay, so as it was sprayed, chances are they moved it right up into the nest. And okay. so on their legs, they moved it right back up and killed who was up in there. Great. Okay, well, we'll see the people at your store this afternoon. Well, Judy, hang on, because your contribution Mm -hmm. has earned you a Waddell's gift card. You bet. And so now you can use that gift card to take care of your hornets. So I'm going to put you on hold so we can get some information to uh, Jerry. He'll give that, and then you can pick your gift card up at the store, okay? Thanks. Okay, great. Thanks. All right, much. hang on. Thanks, right. Judy. Thanks, Judy. Yeah, that's and the other part, of course, she said, you know, you can put a sticker on your car. The other part is we're the only state where you can hold your hand up. And yeah. they say, well, where do you live? Oh, here. <laughs> you know, or here. You know? <laughs> That's and, for sure. And you can actually, this is, you know, sort of like the the upper peninsula, Oh, yeah. Too. You can do two hands. You can do this and you know, that, Lower UP, upper UP. Upper UP, <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> right. It's kind of interesting. We're talking about the UP. Yeah. Um, that was, you know, some other things you were talking about. The pass. You bet. So up by Copper Harbor, mm-hmm. everybody, there's something called Brockway Mountain Pla- Mountain Pass, and it was built a long time ago by hand by men that wanted to see that view, and it is a gorgeous drive. You will get up at the top. It's about 
I think 1,230 feet above sea level, and you can look out over the bay. You can see all the little islands around Copper Harbor and stuff. It is really neat to go up there. Some of the remnants of the old um, stone fencing along the sides there, you can kind of sit along that ledge and kind of look over the the beautiful, probably um, good fall color coming on right now. It's amazing. Okay, now let's go back to Ann, mm-hmm. uh, because Ann brings up a very good point. Okay, mm-hmm. Bambi and uh, his friends... Hmm. Are, I've already seen them out, running around, loose, looking for whatever. We talked about trees. So wrapping trees now is good, you know, treating. Yep. Um, as far as plants go, mm-hmm. I mean, you've got plants, obviously. You know, it's, I mean, hostas aren't around anymore, uh, you know, because yep. obviously it's fall. But people have mums, you know, people have, and it can turn into a buffet if, if you, you don't can. worry. What can you do for that? So... You got to think that deer are just like us. They're going to start nibbling, and what they call it now is deer browsing. They're going to browse, and they might not love your item, but they're going to nibble on it enough to where, yeah, I like it. I'll stay. I'll come back tomorrow or move on. So we have a deer stop which is actually not a poison gym, but it's actually a very heavy concentrations of natural products and uh, castor oil and um rosemary and it's just a a real strong i think there's cinnamon in it you know you've seen that cinnamon test you've tried to do that before well they'll kind of move on once you've sprayed that down we also have a a mace that can be used a deer mace that um, barb is starting to carry from messina and then we also have repellent tablets now you can't expect the tablet to have the plant drink the whole thing up as you're watering it. But as you are maybe planting, you put the tablets in the ground, water the plant. As the plant grows, it'll absorb the repellent, and that is a good way to uh, avoid some damage. Now, there still might be, you got to know that if I'm starving to death, I'm going to eat my liver. Okay, I'm going to, you know, you want to start with a steak, you work down your burger and yes, you'll still eat your liver or the leather off your shoe. But um, maybe I know deer for a fact, George used to put fence posts around the trees and put two rows of just single strand wire. Deer with their horns do not like getting their horns into that wire. So either chicken wire, small fencing, you can just do a little cone around your your trees that you think are going to be uh, crucial. Um, There's shrub covers too, Jim. Um, They'll nibble off rhododendron and azalea sometimes. And those shrub covers, you can, it's kind of like a little mini tent and you can put it over the rhododendron and that would help uh, a couple different remedies for uh, helping out with Bambi. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, Andy, and then we're going to come back and talk to Linda and Manuel. Oh, nice. Who has a, probably a Michigan comment Yay. for us. So we'll uh, talk to, so hang on, Linda. We'll be right back. We're going to take a quick break here on Over the Garden Fence on 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO. WKZO News Time is 929 Over the Garden Fence, 62 right now, mostly clear. Here at uh, WKZO, joining us, of course, again, Andy Waddell, host of Over the Garden Fence. And just a programming note, sigh. <laughs> Next week is the last edition of Over the Garden Fence for the season, 2021. Sad. Sigh. <laughs> and just to let you know, um, on the 16th, which would be the next week, mm-hmm. we will move um, Kalamazoo Housing today from 10 o'clock to 9 o'clock. Okay. So just... Be ready for that, but not yet. 
we have today and we have next Saturday. You party, bet. party time next Saturday. And we also have, um, <clears throat> we'll, we'll go to the caller in just a second, but there was just a little air. Our radio ads do say our, uh, we have a pumpkin and apple yes. fest that is coming. And uh, I'll tell you, we um, Michiganers, that's another thing. I said cider, but we love our apples. Ooh. And uh, so we got a, a pumpkin party and an apple fest. And I know the ads read the 5th and 6th, and it's definitely October 8th and 9th yes. from 10 to 5. Free admission. And uh, it's uh, whether you're doing pumpkin creations, we got the pump, pumpkin uh, bounce house, and there's all kinds of things that the family can come and stroll and enjoy um, your apples at Waddell's. And uh, we support all our local orchards, but uh, we have Houston apples. Definitely, that is uh, fresh. We hear they come straight off the, the tree, tree yeah. straight onto a truck, straight to Waddell. So there you go. Um, the Honeycrisps are amazing this oh. year. <laughs> oh. So I love those. We yeah. can we can uh, go to the phone talk to Linda. All right. So again, it's it's next Friday and Saturday, eighth and ninth at Waddell's. All right. Let's go to Linda and Madawan. Thanks for holding, Linda. Welcome to Over the Garden Fence. Hey, Linda, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good, good. How can I uh, be of help, or uh, can I ask why you love Michigan so much? I love Michigan because of the state parks. Oh, good. Good answer. Good answer. And, uh, um, Linda, you have a favorite? I have um, Van Buren. It's our favorite. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jim shaking his head. Yes, so am I. Yeah. You know, and it's um, we're we're blessed with so many state parks originally our state was very smart on saving some of that so everybody can enjoy some of that beauty for sure mm -hmm. nice nice well thank you um uh state parks was a good answer so linda hang on a second do you have a do you have a question i do mm -hmm. <laughs> how can i be of help linda on the question well i'm just wondering is it too late to um transplant daylilies to break them up and, and plant them someplace else not at all. You are seeing that daylily wither and some of that foliage is turning brown, which means, Linda, the energy is going back into those roots. So lift them mm -hmm. up, split them. What I like with daylilies is usually when we're doing them out in our grounds at Waddell's or on a landscape job, I take those big clumps and maybe split it into three to five eyes. You can do, mm -hmm. split them down to one, but then you don't have much of a plant left. But split them to where there's three to five eyelets or starts coming up. And uh, you can do it even with a spade or just by hand. Then set them back down with a little compost and the mycorrhiza, and they'll they'll take right off again. Daylilies. Okay, now go ahead. I don't see. I have some daylilies. They're filling up an area that I want them to fill up, but they've um, put shoots off to the back, mm -hmm. like ones that I could pull. You know, split from them. Now, do they have like a root system? Do I have to cut that? You would. You would want to okay. probably. Um, take a spade or a shovel and lift that whole thing up and you'll see where it's uh, got a root structure that is coming off or a little sprout or a little sucker sprout. That's where you could probably mm -hmm. take that and move it into the mm -hmm. next spot for sure. Okay. All right. Oh. Great. That, that helps a lot. You bet. And then I have, I have daylilies that I planted along my fence row and it's kind of shady and they never bloomed. So I want to move them 
Um, they're probably fun-loving. They lose are probably fun-loving, I'm thinking. They are. They, they are. They didn't do anything this year. And see, Linda, they'll probably grow in the shade, but they won't produce much because right. shade is very, very dry sometimes. And then mm-hmm. also it's competing. <clears throat> so the biggest plant wins. And so the shade tree usually wins and the day will usually what suffers. So, uh, yeah. maybe uh, stop in sometime. We'll show you shade, <laughs> shade loving items that will work there. Okay. Besides hostas. Hostas is kind of the normal. You know, everybody knows hosta, but there's a lot of other shade-loving items that we could pick that you could have a a variety of color there. Cool. Okay. Sounds really good. Thank you. All right, Linda, hang on. I'm going to put you on hold, and we're going to send you in to talk to Jerry and get you some information. And you, as well, can go to Waddell's and uh, pick up a gift card. Mm -hmm. All right. So hang on just a second, and we'll send you back through the glass, and it doesn't hurt. At least, not that we know of. Nobody's complained. <laughs> Thank you, Linda. So, thanks, Linda. Yeah, I. Do you have a favorite state park? You know what? Um, there's a little park outside of Leonidas. Okay. It is not a state park, but it's called Kings Mill Ransom Park. Okay. Okay. I've heard and of it, but it is where they built a mill um, hundred plus years ago, um, and then the the Ransom family took it over. I just just read about it in the history of St. Joe County book. And they have beautified this park like you would not believe. So if you go to uh, um, 60 and 66 and you'll go up to Leonidas, um, you could either ask or it will pull up on your map. It's a beautiful waterfall hmm. with um, a dam waterfall. It's not natural, but flowing water that then winds through this park and goes underneath these folks' house that used to be the mill. And it's it's gorgeous. Wow. From picnic tables to uh, fishing spots that we've fished at before, bringing the family out there. We've done family picnics, and I've seen weddings out there and stuff. So really cool place to go see. So Very cool. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I'm, I was going to say, I, I love Van Buren County State Park. It's amazing. Um, one of my favorites, though, is Wilderness up in Mackinac. Oh, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful state park. It's nice. amazing. Nice. All right. Now, wait a minute. i got to have Jerry chime in here because he's, he's a Michigan native. As, as we all know. Oh, I can tell. Jerry, you got a favorite state park? I'd have to go with what you said there, Wilderness. Wilderness, well, wilderness. is a fair contender. Now, Jerry is from Petoskey. Oh, yep. And uh, so he's he's a Michigan native, too. So what do you like about Michigan? What do you like about oh, Michigan? Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So short of words there. <laughs> I like the fact that you go from where we are now in Kalamazoo and you drive a few hours up north, which I consider up north to Kalkaska, Cadillac, okay. Traverse City. Yes. It's so different. It's like you're in another world and going to the UP across the bridge. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. It's like yeah. time stood still. Yeah, we haven't place. mentioned the bridge yet, but, you know, the modern marvel that is the Mackinac Bridge. It is. And, you know, if, if you're a Michigan native... You really need to read the story because it's amazing how close we came to not getting the Mackinac Bridge because of uh, partisan uh, differences. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It, it, it's simply amazing. Um, we have a radio shy texter. That's okay. This is good morning, guys. We love Michigan for the fresh fruit, picking strawberries in the spring, blueberries, cherries in July, then fresh apples. Yum. <laughs> is it okay to replant my cherry trees? I had to move them for a city water project. Didn't want to disturb them. And says, thanks for the show every year. We appreciate it, Fred. You bet. You so bet. Fred wants to know, can he transplant his cherry so, trees? You bet. When plants are going dormant, they're starting to drop their leaves right now. Now is optimal time, okay? With fruits, 
cherry, peach, pear, apple. I like to make sure, again, that is something that is the tree is wrapped more so for deer, but cherry can split very easy if we have a harsh winter. So tree wrapping, get as much roots as you possibly can lift up, uh, transplant at the same time. I like to use a um, root starter and then sphagnum peat, holding in moisture, compost. The last thing would be mulching fruit trees in the fall. So when it goes froze, it freezes, the ground stays froze instead of leaving bare ground, freeze, thaw, freeze, thaw. And that's what mulch does. And especially on fruit trees being soft wood, you'd want to make sure and mulch them. But you're looking at optimal time right now. All right. There's your answer, Fred. Thanks for texting in. We appreciate it. We're going to take a quick break. Come back with more Over the Garden Fence here on WKZO. Back to Over the Garden Fence. And um, we were... Fred, of course, mentioned fruit. And it was nice that somebody had mentioned the, the plethora of fruit that we get. Mm-hmm. And and the harvest actually was better than I thought it would be, Andy, because it didn't. we had a late frost. We did. Not. We did. And maybe some of that, Jim, you might have gotten top bud froze, but the side, side shoots did not freeze. And so maybe sometimes that actually thins the tree, which produces a good harvest. So um, sometimes there's no, it's not necessarily, I'm going to say is a benefit, but it surely, surely can help. So uh, Jim, I'm going to mention something maybe not everybody else has mentioned. Okay. And we might do that at the end after we get another caller, but okay. uh, there's something that's white in Michigan that I really, <laughs> really I, enjoy I also. Can't, I can't wait to hear this one. <laughs> so, all right, well, let's go to Diane. Diane is out in Texas Township. Good morning, Diane. Welcome to Over the Garden Fence. Hey, Diane, how are you? Hey, I'm great. And you guys? You know, it's a good morning. I know we got some rain coming, but it's actually kind of dry around here, so we could use it. So, Diane, how can I either answer a question or find out why you like Michigan so much? I love Michigan um, because of the seasons and the Great Lakes, especially Lake Michigan because we're so close. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that nice? You uh, you can look across that lake and just wonder <laughs> how many people in the United States don't have that view. I know. Exactly. <laughs> It's amazing. I know it's like an ocean, yeah. but it's not salty. And it's, no sharks. Yeah, I've seen no shirts, no salts, no shirt, no sharks, no worries. Exactly. I like that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And if so. you're used to, Diane, swimming in fresh water, when you get to yep. ocean, you get, you come up and you're like, boy, I better not lick my lips. It's like, oh, well, i got salt everywhere. Yeah, you know? and you have to take a shower right away, yeah. too. So. Did you have a right. question this morning, yeah. Diane? Well, we are starting um, native of native flower bed. Um, we started last year, and I'm actually, and um, we had a lot of good luck with um, uh, flowers coming up. We got um, yarrow, we got um, asters, we have um, uh, black-eyed susans. We mm-hmm. have tons of those. Now I'm wondering, um, do we cut it down all the way down, or? Um, like mow it down or, you know, we whack it down all the way or do we just let it die off itself? Or I I'm not sure the next step as far because this is our first season doing it. You bet. You bet. And so, Diane, I'd like to see if there's green or any vigor in the plant, mm-hmm. you know, on some of those perennials. Let's wait even another week or two. Let's get some of okay. that frost so some of the, the plants go brown. And I like to trim the perennials back, but I don't like to do it all the way to the ground. The reason is if you leave a nice stem of maybe four to six inches, then you've got something that the leaves, the mulch 
can collect around. If you cut it off flush to the ground, everything blows away. And then there's zero protection for that native garden. And so you've got to think maybe some of the perennials are helping themselves by having the leaves of their own plant fall down onto themselves. So by trimming maybe two thirds of it off and leaving one third, you're also going to encourage the mother plant to start growing again for next spring a little bit better. So um, to put that bed to sleep for the fall, just um, doing a nice overlayer of organic compost, putting on maybe um, a a spoma plant tone, which is a good organic that you could do in your native garden. And then just top dress with maybe uh, shredded leaves in combination with some cedar mulch. I like using cedar okay. because it doesn't uh, attract your insect, and that would be what I do with those perennials. When okay. you cut them flush, then if we have the really harsh winter with no mm-hmm. snow, that freeze mm-hmm. thaw really takes its toll on some of the roots, especially being first okay. year. Right, right. Okay, right. awesome. Cool. Thank you so much. Thanks, appreciate Diane. It. We appreciate it very much. All right. We don't have a lot of time, but I want to take this phone call because Peggy is calling from Bear Lake. Bear you Lake? ever been to Bear Lake? I have. It's one of the jewels of Michigan. Oh, nice. It really is. Good morning, Peggy. Peggy, how are you? Just fine. <clears throat> yeah, I have a, I live up north in the, the Great White North, but uh, there's goods and bad. The whole state is, is a vacation area for all the other states. I mean, it's amazing how many people come from all over the United States, not just Indiana and Ohio. They come up from the East Coast and the West yeah. Coast and everything else because they like the water. But I do have a question. Mm-hmm, baby. Um, okay. How do you get rid of mushrooms? <laughs> um, Big yellow, yellow ones about, I've got a couple of pine trees and I thought they were because of the pine trees, but they're like 10, 15 feet away from the pines. But, you know, my, I finally got the grass growing good, and it looks decent. And then these saucer-sized yellow mushrooms are popping up yeah. all over. And what it is, Peggy, is there is roots either from the pine tree or a former pine tree that is uh, probably not having vigor. So the roots are dying back and the mushroom is growing or the spore is growing off dead and decaying wood that's underneath the lawn. So... Mm. Con-san, C-O-N-S-A-N, is the only thing that will rid mushroom. But if it's in the lawn, it's super easy to do. I have the same issue as you. I have obviously a very large maple that had another maple originally. And all around, I have a ring of mushrooms that grows every year. I go out and, um, Peggy, pick them and throw them away instead of mowing them and spreading the spore all over the ground. Consan is item that you just mix with water and you can spray on the mushroom or the spore would take care of that. It's made by Fertilome. I know you're up in Bear Lake, but you could either find that item up there. It it is made by Fertilome, which is a company. Consan is the name. I don't know of anything else because like a Roundup or a Kills All won't even touch a mushroom because it's not a weed. Okay, Mm -hmm. so chances are you might even do some investigating, Peggy. You might find out down below. You might have some roots that have died over the years. Maybe removing them might then, in time, remove the problem with the mushrooms. Yeah, because this is a new problem. I I have never had a mushroom, a yellow mushroom like that growing in the lawn. And then this year has just been terrible. I mean, there's got to be about 50 of them out there. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And some of that is environmental. 
combination maybe water or moisture at the right time of the year, then plenty of heat to bring the spore on. And, uh, you know, some years I have them worse than others, but that is uh, probably my two answers on how to take care of them. Either dig down and find where the problem is, finding out if that roots or old wood is down in there decaying. Um, it might even be on the pine tree that's there. It just doesn't have the vigor in the roots on that spot, and that's where that mushroom's coming from. Uh, All right. Thanks well, thank for the you. phone call, Peggy. We appreciate it very much, and have a wonderful day. And Peggy is right. As you travel the state, you'll see all the different license plates. So yes. I'm going to say on the... Um, I love all the callers, so that's uh, part of uh, over the garden fence that I like so much, listen to all you guys. Um, <clears throat> I will say the snow season is one yes. of my favorites, everybody, because you can't travel the UP without just thinking about snow. So whether it be skiing, sledding, snowmobiling, which was one of our family favorites, is just really nice to uh, be part of the of the the mitten state for sure all right well next week we're going to wrap things up for the season so make sure you're here thank you all listeners today all right thanks for listening to over the garden fence tune in each saturday after nine brought to you by waddell's nursery floral and garden center at the corner of millam and 12th street